0: Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another Packer Up, boys. And it is time. If you're driving home, have a good, good listen. Oh, yes. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Such a bloody good beer, if I do say so myself. Mate, Maddie, how you been, mate? You're dressed like an absolute Derek, but how you been, brother? <laughs> yeah, I, it's, a, it's one of those rare times
1: in... In life, where you come up against your main rival and it's just do or die. So mm. I woke up this morning, it's the only thing I can think about. So there yeah. you go, dressed
0: like a loser. <laughs> well, like- we'll see. We'll see. We'll see at 10 o'clock <laughs> tonight. <laughs> and I forgot the last week, I forgot to open the podcast with some positivity mm. or just some nice things to say. Yeah. So you know what I want to say this week? It's not necessarily positive, it could be quite negative. It could, put, it could actually put you in a downward spiral if right. you're honest with yourself. Okay. But here's the the question I ask you to pose yourself, listeners. Are you the man you say you are? Are you the man you say you are? That's all I'll say. You think on that question. You think on that question. Okay. Then just, just go, do I act the way I say I act to people? When I say that I'm an honest guy, when I say that I'm unselfish, when I say that I'm a good person, do you really act like that all the time? Do you pick that piece of rubbish up when no one's looking? Do you do that stuff? I don't know. You ask the question. Mm. That's always one of my, um, like, when people go, oh, what's, you know, what is it to be a man or whatever? I think, I think it's really clear to be a man. It's to take care of your family, your friends and your community. I think that's what a man's job is. Um, but also, just on a very individual basis, it's that simple. Are you the man you say you are? Because I think if you ordered your life, we would all find we aren't the men we say we are. And that's what you should aspire to be. I've got, a, I've got a bit of a funny response to this
1: and it's it's kind of like a inception response. I I reckon I am the person that I say I am, mm. but that's because I'm so... I don't know what the
0: word is. Because uh, like, I'm going to have another question for you after this. I already know where okay. this is going.
1: So I'm so superstitious with life. Mm. Like, unbelievable. Like, <clears throat> when I lock the car, I have to... Uh, it drives people crazy. <laughs> I have to, like... Check every door and then check the drivers again. Like for it's OCD, for oh yeah, bloke on Monday I park in the same spot because it went right the week before, mm. and I have like everything like you know because I think I say that I I, I do what I say I'm going to do because I think it'll cost me in the in the long run. So in that respect, yes, I am, but it's coming from a selfish. perspective, Perspective. because I think that things are gonna go wrong if I don't do
0: that. Mm. So
1: maybe I'm not the man, I I say, yeah, maybe I'm just pretending to be just to get the result that I want. Maybe,
0: maybe. And the question of that is then, are you the man you hope you could be? (laughs) I hope so. I think so. I think- So it's like, are you the best version of yourself? Well, yeah,
1: I think, well, you know what, no. Definitely not. No one is.
0: No one is. If, you, if you've hit the best version of yourself, you're not aiming high enough.
1: Exactly. And like you can, you can talk about it in so many different ways, but like like even going to the gym and like, you know, being a better physical person, a physical <laughs> version of yourself than you were a healthier person. Thinking. Like that's that's like everyone can always improve that mm, mm. you know and that's that goes for everything in life
0: mm, absolutely and it's funny how a lot of people you know we bandy about these principles and these ethics that we have but when the crunch comes mm. when there's like money involved and you got a decision to make as to where you would go left or right and you think you go a certain way or you know that you've got this a very selfish need for something and you think no i would always be out of like control myself mm. or whatever yeah, so
1: that's I, the question. I think it helps as well having people around you, the right people around you that keep you accountable. Mm. Like I don't, I, my missus doesn't let me get away with anything. My friends don't let me get away with anything. Like, like for example, if I'm the example you used before, like throwing litter on the floor. Like the amount of people that if you did that in front of someone, they'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then now it's just ingrained in you. Yeah, I think help having people around you.
0: But I didn't say that. I said, do you pick up rubbish when you're walking past? You're it right. You you're right. Itself? Because you know that's the right thing to do. Exactly.
1: But I think I've been influenced by the good people around me because everyone's a product of their environment and then that has kind of shaped me into the person that I hope I become. So you're the man you say you are. No, I, I'm saying that I'm better than I would be if I didn't have those people around me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm not the man I say I <laughs> am. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there, We're matey. all getting there. We're, We're all getting there. You um <laughs> all jokes aside well a joke. it's, not a it's joke it's a good it's a good thing Legit. to think about ask yourself are you the man you say you are um I it's I, the I weekend baby i'll
1: tell, tell you what the best uh, i go back to the um the gym thing mm. like that's one thing that you can't cheat mm. like i mean obviously i mean besides like doing steroids and stuff I, I mean like you can't out train a diet you can't like it's the one thing that it it shows the work you put in it shows like you mm. can't pretend that you've been going to the gym will, if you
0: have that attitude for everything, mm.
1: then I think you'll become a good person.
0: I hope so. Hey, but may you say you're a bad person. If you say you're a bad person, you're a bad person. <laughs> hey, maybe you're just a bad person. Yeah, like a career criminal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, career criminal. <laughs> hey, but maybe it's Robin Hood. Robin Hood was a career criminal. True. Yeah, Was yeah, he bad? True. Was he bad? No, I don't think so. Was he though? What, what about the people that he stole from that got all that their riches through their own hard work? Then he, yeah. You, yeah, you're right. He was bad but but they oh. but what did it our way they had an excess of resources and the poor people have been held down by a kingdom
1: it's a really tough moral question i don't know
0: it's all mate the the toughest one i reckon is the lance armstrong mor- morality question yeah it's like what happened what he did did it when uh, the sum of its parts the sum of its parts lance armstrong did what he do actually was a good the sum of us parts, not what he actually did because I was cheating, mm. treating people poorly, but if we didn't have the myth that he created, think about the hundreds of millions of dollars he raised for mm. sick killed children, you know, cancer, all that kind of stuff. And so do you sacrifice the lives of a few for the uh, enrichment of the many or is it about the individual?
1: Yeah, now nah, for me, that's an easy, well, it's not an easy one because there's nothing worse than, drug chase like that's as a sporting fan that's the worst you can do but the 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 impact that that bloke had on so many people that i think that fire outweighed it even though i watched his documentary and the whole time i looked at it and i'm like you are derek like you are you are absolute piece of shit (laughs) but i think you got to step back a little bit the amount of people that he that 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 lie helped
0: was it's crazy because like so many stories that really don't have any basis in fact at all have moved a civilization, have moved multiple civilizations. So when people say, always be honest, always tell the truth, does as much good come out of that. That is the question. For example, if you're a young kid that wants to believe that Darren Lockyer is larger than life and he is this person that, you know, he can do things that just normal people can't do. And so that drives you to greatness. But if you knew that he was just a normal bloke like you or me that did great things Mm. would you be as driven if you didn't if that mystique wasn't created like in the lance Armstrong situation would there be much as much money raised if the mystique wasn't there of what he achieved Mm. and so you know and then you could argue against that and say well it's actually what makes him great is he is a normal person darren lockyer but he did great things yeah so Mate, it's a conundrum that you're not going to work up work out on 3 p.m. on a Friday. Definitely not on a Friday. <laughs> after a couple of beers. But that's the question. Let's get straight into a baby budgie smugglers. Bloke versus budgie, smugg- uh, bloke budgie smugglers are out now. Bloke Sorry, I saw budgie.
1: a meme the other day that was like, podcasts are like, let's get straight into it 25 minutes in. Yeah. And I thought, that is bloke in a bar.
0: That <laughs> is bloke in a bar. Bloke Sorry. in a bar. In um. Bloke Budgies are live now, and they are nearly sold out, guys. They are limited edition, they are nearly sold out. So if you want some, some sizes are already sold out. Go to the Budgie Sungler website, and purchase Bloke Budgies for summer. I know it's a bit cold at the moment, but trust me, when it gets a bit warmer and you're gonna be sitting there, damn it, I should've got the Bloke Budgies, make sure to grab some immediately. Also, Bloke Lager is on promotion in all IGA liquor stores in New South Wales. Head to the IGA store located to find your nearest IGA Plus Liquor and take advantage of this offer while it lasts. Bloke beer is also in Liquor Legends, bottle o, Porter's Liquor, Thirsty Camel, Celebrations, all the good stuff. Make sure to go in and grab a case of bloke beer, the beer of rugby league. Uh, but let's get straight into it. I know everyone will probably be waiting to hear Storm defeat the Broncos in a really, really good performance by both teams, uh, especially the Storm having one player sent to the bin for 10 minutes. I mean, I thought it was a really entertaining game. And I'd argue it was of a higher quality than most games that we see of a weekend over the last few weeks.
1: It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun watching that game. Um, I think, and I, I know I bang on about how like the origin period and like, I hate how there's players missing. I think this is very different. Mm. I think when there's actually, it doesn't really matter who wins or loses. I reckon it's so good when teams rest players and Mm. we get to see, we get to see young players thrive when the result doesn't actually matter. So no one's really stressed out about that. So uh, yeah, I I wanted a minor premiership.
0: (laughs) I want a fucking minor premiership, bro. It's a great. Point. <laughs> so I think you might be talking from a fucking a for a team that's Sydney, Nate. That's the second time this week you've done that. I'm like, bro, there's a minor premiership on the line, and you're like, yeah, no one really cares about the fucking result. oh uh, nah, yeah, that was Guru on Monday. Guru uh, yeah. was I'm like, on about that. what the hell, man? No one cares. The minor premiership. Um, But, yeah, really good performance. I thought it was good by both teams. I thought much better from the Storm, though. I think the Broncos definitely had the opportunity and the side to win that game. They just didn't seem to ice their opportunities when they got them. And Storm did. They came with the correct game plan, which was like, look, we don't have the superstars, and neither do they, so what do we need to do? Complete at a really high rate and just defend our backsides off, because Brisbane will make the mistakes for us, Mm. because they're all so young. And what do you know? They completed about 85%. Broncos completed about 70%, 71%. Broncos nearly made double their errors. So they made 10 to the Storm 6. That's, that's 12 points right there. That's mm. 12 points right there. So a little bit of a, you know, a dis- I'm not little bit, disappointing that they couldn't get the job done. And you can already see the players, they're disappointed as well, the Broncos players. They were hoping to do that for the club. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got a Storm side that, well, you look at the Broncos and, Really, you know, three years ago, we got the spoon. Like the club was mm. in turmoil. So Kevy's only been in there for two, what, two years now. I th- think this is his third year. So yeah, two full seasons. Yeah. Um, in his third year, like he's only get building the standards. They don't come immediately. And I thought we saw a really good example of the Storm. They've built these standards over like 20 years. And so no matter who came in that jersey, they knew exactly what needed to be done and they knew not to overplay their hand. They knew they knew just do their job and that's all that is required in a game like this. Whereas Broncos, they just got a bit too impatient. Yeah. Like even little things like taking the two when we had 10, um, you know, I know that's the conservative thing to do to take the two, but surely you knew that we, were, we weren't gonna win by two points. Yeah. Like someone gets sent 10 for the bin, put pressure on get, them, complete sets. Yeah. Um, and even when they, they did get one in the bin and we had an extra player, they just got too expensive too early, and they they just should have just gone up the guts, got fatigued, and then scored their tries. Whereas that's what stormed it. They just said, "We're just going to hang in, hang yeah. in," and the and the momentum will change, and it did. Yeah. It did change.
1: You can you could tell that, and like congratulations to to Josh Rogers on debut, like twenty seven, and obviously um, Jock Madden there as well. But you could tell they were missing that experience in the halves.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, there were plenty of times where the Broncos forwards looked like they didn't know, you know, who was supposed to get the ball and. And so I felt, I felt that Pappy in the spine for them and also obviously Garlic, who's played a lot of started the year for a long time now yeah. for them, um, or at least been in their 17. I thought they were really crucial in just making the decisions and making the big calls for their team to get yeah. around the park.
1: Even like, even the halves, like um, Wishart's been around for a bit and Nick Arima has been around for ages, even though he's only played a handful of games and mm. he, he was
0: awesome. Yeah, and he's been in, in systems for, you know, mm. nearly what, 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and good systems. Like he was part of the Broncos. Yeah. Kind of and when you look at... When you look at... When you obviously ask you to do this. But when you look at the experience of the games. Storm have a little bit more experience when it comes to total games. But when you look at the amount of players that have over 100 games. It's like 5-2.
1: Yeah. So it was... Before going into yesterday. It was 962 games to Brisbane. 978 Storm. So pretty even. But... Uh, power and Oates having two hundred and two forty one each. Kind of like push that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. No one else... In the broncos had a, had 100 games whereas as he said there was there was five players
0: in the storm with over 100 games and paps wasn't even one of those yeah so, yeah yeah so i i just think you saw you saw the storm's incredible standards and grit like yeah it, uh, that's all it was because that was a was a super gritty win by storm yeah. like i know a lot of people go, oh yeah broncos had all these players out hey storm had a bunch of players out too yeah and, yeah, okay, they might have had a little bit more experience across the board, but that doesn't change the fact they were down to 10 men. And they, I mean, sorry, they were down one man. 12 men, yeah. to 12 men. And they defended their absolute yep. asses off.
1: Especially after letting in the softest try in Melbourne Storm history. Yeah, through the middle Fliegler. there. And then they yep. were down t- two tries pretty quickly yep. to claw their way back. It's really a really good.
0: special win for Storm. Mm. And it, it, I think it's going to kickstart them into some really good footy. I agree. Because you go, okay, Broncos are essentially the benchmark of the competition, them and Panthers, yeah. but let's just say right now, heading into that game, form wise, Broncos were the team. Sure. Now you go, okay, well, if we add in our players and Broncos added in back in their players, we're there or thereabouts. Like both teams are adding back in essentially an equal amount of yeah. quality. Yeah. Um, and so Storm was sitting there going, we just went up to Suncorp. They were playing for a minor premiership. We were basically playing for nothing. Because like, they're already in the top four, correct? Storm are in the top four. Yeah. Locked in. So they're playing for nothing and we're playing for a minor premiership and they they beat us. Mm. So that's an incredible win for Storm. Bellamy just knows how to beat the Brisbane Broncos. Like he just he just knows the game plan and and it's just a gritty game plan. Just hang in there. And yeah, unfortunately the Broncos boys, they just, even little things, like I thought Tristan Saylor was incredible, but like, at the end there, we tried to go down a short side. The game was on the line. He got taken out in his own end. Yeah. Little mistakes like that that just so crucial. Like just take the tackle, let's go again. And even other stuff, not not just Tristan Saylor, like some of the, bo- like the intercept pass that was thrown. Yeah. You know, just hit short or, or read that, like you've got to be able to read that someone's there. Um, you know, so like, and then, you know, the try that Wishart scored, like a simple right foot step through the middle, like mm. really just basic basic stuff it wasn't when you go and if you put it this way the the try that he stepped out where the winger stepped out for storm that's one where you go look great play great play cut our ball got in all right we we can work out ways to try and stop it but you give that stuff that is like things you can control like steps through the middle that's Mm -hmm. the things that inexperience gives you and um so definitely a missed opportunity uh for the bronx but overall still a great game of rugby league and really, really promising signs for both clubs, for both clubs.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought, as I said before, it was a, it was a bloody fun game to watch. Mm. Um, but I totally agree with your storm, storm sentiment. I think this is gonna start it. Mm. And I, like, they were so good last night, like, in terms of, um, what am I trying to say here? Like, got, uh, living up to their standards.
0: Yeah.
1: Put all those players back in, Pappenhausen's been gone all year. Jeez, they're going to be they're, – they're a shot to win the comp for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I think so. after watching that, and it sounds yeah. bizarre because – but like they, they nearly played as – they played as good as some of the more average games the Storm have played this year. Yeah. So you could get the Storm full strength in some of their average games they've played this year and that Storm side might be able to beat it. I, That's how well they played. I agree. So you add in that standard plus all the big plus dogs. The guns, yeah. I think that there are a real, real concern for people going to play them this week, and we spoke about it. But geez, you don't want to land on the Melbourne first week side not because you go Melbourne into Penrith probably. If you if you play Melbourne first week, yeah, and you let's say let's say you win, you you play Penrith. If you play Melbourne first week, the comp wants like if you're a, if you're not a Penrith or a Melbourne fan, you want Melbourne to play Penrith first week so that right. you end on the other side. Sorry, yeah. So if you if it's,
1: say it's uh, Penrith versus Warriors, let's say for example, yeah.
0: and then Broncos versus Melbourne,
1: Penrith beat Warriors. Yeah, you're right. So if Storm beat Broncos week one, then Broncos have to
0: play uh, Penrith in a prelim. Yep. Oh, Whereas what you want, tough. that is hectic, yeah. hectic. Where you, what you want is, is you want Storm and Penrith to bash the shit out of each other. Yeah, And then you the, you want to get Penrith or Storm after they've just played each other. Yeah, And I know they'd get that week off, but still you just want it after they've played each other. Yeah. Whereas if you get on the Warriors, the the then that would be going on the Warriors side. Now look, not to say the Warriors can't win. That you're like fuck, they can absolutely. You know, of course, it's eighty minutes of rugby league. Talk about Storm here, yeah, experience. And also, the, the worst thing is, is that you play Storm and Penrith instead of just yeah. one of them. Yeah, you only want to play one of them on the way to the grand final for sure. Um, if you're in the top four, obviously things can change. Uh, but yeah, it's it's I like obviously I'm Devo that the boys didn't get the minor prem. I know that the Cowboys, if they win, we could still get it. But whatever. But I will say it's livened up the race for that premiership Absolutely. now. Because Absolutely. it's not just Broncos and Penrith anymore. Nah. Not even close. Nah,
1: Storm, Storm got their foot in the door for
0: I, sure. I 100% believe that. Now, talk about Fire Longo. Oh. Wow. Now, oh. I've been a fan of this kid for quite a while, actually. Um,
1: you did a reaction on him? Did a reaction year? on
0: him at the start of the year. Had heard about him before. But he is absolute dynamite. Mm. Absolute dynamite! There's st- obviously, there's still things he needs to work on in his game, you know, for sure, like any rookie. Yeah. But that raw ability—tell me the last time you saw a fullback with footwork full like that? Oh, that, that, those goose steps that he do, and he's just so—he's just so well balanced. So well balanced. Like I'm trying to think of a fullback. The last fullback we saw with footwork like that was probably RTS, mm. and I would argue that RTS you know, crazy, crazy footwork. But I'd argue over a 10 meter period, this guy might be quicker because he's so small. Yeah. Whereas what was so special about RTS was because he's big. Mm. So he'd hit you with the right foot step, but he could also bump you. Yeah. Whereas obviously the, the little fella, he's not probably not going to bump that many people. I mean, he might, he fuck, he might be, but his footwork is seriously some of the best I've ever seen, yeah. ever seen. The one where he made that break and he actually, usually when you jump up like that in Goosey, it's like you jump up one, two, boom, off your right foot. So it's like a, you take like a, a step after it usually. So you jump up, goosey, one, two, boom, right foot. He jumped up, boom, right foot straight away. Like, you know how hard that is on your knees? You can't do that if you're a big fella. Like you can, but you, sorry, you can do it, but you don't move directions the way he did. Mm. He did a boom straight away and then boom straight back off the left foot. Like I'm telling you right now, his highlight reel by the end of his career will be one of the best highlight reels you'll ever see. Mm. As long as he stays injury free. Yeah. Um, and i'm not sure where he'll rank in, in fullbacks i don't know anything about it. i'm just talking about purely dicing people up with footwork yeah he's up there with the best i've seen
1: i wonder like how storm are going to use him like obviously they got papania as their fullback mm. me he's going good like i don't i don't I haven't watched him so i don't know what other positions he's good at. if he plays wing, if, he plays center, if mm. he plays halves, i center halves i don't know hey,
0: it's a tough one it's a really really tough one gonna be interesting to see what they do i mean i think pappy will get that spot back Yeah, eventually yep. um mate if i'm a club i am offering him some decent coin oh, some decent coin. oh i'm offering just him get coin. him just get him to the club somehow some way and storm obviously won't be able to do that yeah um like
1: and just obviously he's a freak but it's 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 so good that he's been in that storm system
0: oh so good so he's got all the natural ability plus he's been in the storm system mm. Usually they take battlers and turn him into like he is mm. out the gate. Like even a guy like Pappy, out the gate he wasn't who he was. He had to nah. build into that.
1: Probably, yeah. And
0: and whereas this guy is out the gate, unbelievably talented. Now, his biggest challenges will be in contact, you know, like getting dragged back, not being able to take scoots. But I think guys like Campbell, Jaden Campbell have proven that if your yeah. footwork is electric, you can find ways around that. And also it's the team's job to always pick up each other's weaknesses. So if I'm not a big barnstorming winger that can make 200 metres a game like a To'o or a Manu Vadavai, well, then you need to put, and, and you consider me an important part of the team, you need to put a winger on the other side that can do that mm. or a centre and a winger that can take care of the metres. That's that's what balancing a side is all about. And so with a guy like longo if you have him at fullback, you just need to know he's not going to, you don't need to, you need outside backs to take care of his, you know, I, I hate the word tough carry because he will take tough carries, mm. but just the shit ones that are just yeah. like, bro, there's no way you're making a line break. You're just running straight at someone and getting to your front. Yeah, you. And so that's just all about balance. Yeah. Um, but if you could utilize a guy like Falongo correctly, far out. Like the, bo- the Broncos boys were almost shitting themselves by the end of the game every time we <laughs> got the ball because he was so electric, mm. so electric. So, I mean, and then he, like, so what's two tries? Two tries. Two tries, pure speed. I cannot wait to see more of this kid. He's going to be unbelievable. And that, and that, first one, that was his first touch. Second touch. He he threw a ball out of Dunedin. Uh, second I think. touch. Still, insane. Absolutely insanity. And like it wasn't a nothing play. He had he had to have electric speed to get through the line in the yep. first place. Then the footwork to get around to get it, Pappy, keep following the try. Like amazing and stuff. And the
1: put down. Not many people putting that ball down.
0: Hundred percent. I thought he butchered it. To be honest, look. Maybe before this year, that would have been a knock-on, but hey, we won't talk about that. <laughs> we won't talk about the two knock-ons that you guys scored. We won't talk about that. Ah, oh, no, just joking. <laughs> just joking. That was a, a try. By this year's rules, that was a try. one of the rule book. It's a try. But last year, before this year, that will, that's a knock-on. Yeah. But that's that's, that's the rules. Um, another shout-out, Tristan Saylor. Aside from that one little situation, mate, if I am another club, I am, like, you've got Raiders in brackets here. I already spoke about it this morning, uh, okay. Morning Glory. Mate, get Tristan Saylor to your club 100%. immediately at fullback. percent Immediately. And aren't you, aren't the dragons sitting there going,
1: Oh my God, I
0: know. He's he is special, man. And and look, if he can just, you know, it's almost like the Reese Walsh situation. They're overconfident sometimes. And you're just like, bro, if you could just rein those errors in, like one mm. or two of them, wow. Yeah. I mean Reese Walsh in Origin. If you can be that, <laughs> mate, yeah. Tristan's special. And I think that if you need a, a, a top-tier fullback at your club, you need to sign Tristan Sailor because you yeah. get him on a good coin. He's shown what he's done in two games now, mate. He's special. Imagine what he can do with a bit of confidence too in first grade.
1: And by all reports as well, I was I was looking at like different team of the weeks and different articles and that. Apparently, he's been killing,
0: killing it yeah. all in, year in Cup, oh, killing it. So I, I just doubt the Broncos will be able to keep him. And I, honestly, yeah, I doubt way. that the Storm will be able to keep Furlongo Far too. Long ago, yeah. The only way they do is if they make some hectic calls on Pappy, which is insane. He's a Clive Churchill yeah. like. And
1: Pappy was that was so good to see him he back It was so good to
0: see him back. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, great game for the Storm. Like, I, I don't think it's getting appreciated enough what a great win that was for the Storm. Mm, for sure. Like, this is what makes Melbourne great. They went up to Suncorp with a reserve-grade side, granted against another reserve-grade side, and were playing for nothing. Yeah. And beat the Brisbane Broncos, who were playing for a minor premiership. That is Melbourne Storm. Because culture, you know, Cameron Smith spoke about this earlier in the week, but culture is just simply standards that you apply regardless of what's happening around you. Very easy to go into a game that means everything and play well because, oh, we get a reward for that. What Melbourne Storm have done over so many years is, whether they're playing the worst side in the comp or the best side in the comp, they keep their standards regardless. And that's what separates the best teams from the worst teams. It's why Penrith are so ruthless because if they're playing, I know they've struggled a little bit form lately, but they've just been so ruthless that it doesn't matter who they're playing. They expect exactly the same each week. Yep. Whereas sometimes, you know, you see the, the clubs that are struggling, they'll come out, oh, you know, we let this go, we let that go, oh, we have this, re- you know, we have got this guy injured, we've got that guy injured and there's excuses and that's, that's how, that's bad culture. That's, that's creating excuses. Whereas, you know, there's been stories of Craig Bellamy where they've beaten the Gold Coast Titans like 40 to 20 or something and he's gone in and blown up at the end of the game. Yeah. But, and people think that's crazy, but it, what it means is it's standards and the standards dropped for that last 20 minutes where they scored those points, that makes Craig Bellamy angry, mm. which is why they're great. It's why they're great. So I think it was an amazing win. And look, I don't think the Broncos boys should be too like oh, no. devastated at all or down-hardened. I thought they showed a really good accounting for themselves. I thought they, I loved their aggression uh, in defense. I got Pierre Corre, uh put on report three times. Look. The what the shot on Farlongo, like I just don't know what you expect wide running forwards or yeah. people to do. Like, are you supposed to wait till he gets the ball and then he could just run straight past you? Yeah. But I also understand they're trying to protect players. Yeah. So I don't think he'll anything. Nothing will come of that.
1: No, he got he got three fines.
0: Oh, so he got three fines. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say all three of them. I'm like, look, I don't. Yeah. I really don't see them. Like even the shoulder to the head, like he was falling. It wasn't malicious, and so that's yeah. good. That's good by the NRL because I didn't. I didn't think any of them warranted um, suspension. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else played really well? I thought Jordan Rickey was really oh, good for he Broncos. Was awesome. He yeah. was really good. He has had such an underrated year for mm-hmm. himself. Like his kick chase is arguably the best kick chase of any back rower in the competition this year. And last night it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm just so happy for Jordan Ricky that he's building this part of his game because the other stuff will come for Jordan. Like it, it's gonna come. I I just know it. But this year I think he's been outstanding and he's matured so much. And ironically, you know, he's fist pumping after tries and that. But he's earned that, you know? Yeah. That's when you go, mate, fist pump all you want. Like yeah. you're fucking ripping and tearing. Yeah.
1: Fucking get into it. Ripping and tearing it. and doing, as he said, the kick chase. I saw Adam. Hundred percent.
0: It's when it's when you haven't done much. Yeah. And then a try scored and you yipping and yahooing, and it's like, but when you're doing what he's doing at the moment, mate, you have earned the right to rip. You know why you can do these ones fist pump? Because you're ripping and tearing every second of the game. Yeah. So I thought Jordan Rickey was outstanding. Um, so yeah, look, disappointing night for the Broncos, but at the same time, not a not a devastating night or anything no. like that, not at all. I, I thought there's a lot to be, as, this, as I said, this club was a shambles a few years ago, yeah. absolute shambles, and now we're going toe-to-toe with... You know, the best run club in the competition over the last 20 years, which I think is decent. Um, now, get ready to cheer on your team in the 2023 Rugby World Cup on Stan Sport, kicking off on the 9th of September. The only place to watch every match ad free in 4K Ultra HD, live and on demand is on the home of rugby, Stan Sport. Add the Stan Sport package now at stan.com.au/slash sport and guys you know I'll be watching the Rugby World Cup. It is so exciting. I cannot wait. And also, how unique it's going to be. I'm not sure if they did it last World Cup, but to have it on a place like Stan where you can pause, rewind, go back, watch replays, like that is mad. That is mad. And in 4K... Like, I, I can't, like, the last time I watched the World Cup definitely wasn't in 4K. Yeah, no, no way. Um, so make sure to go to stan.com.au slash sport. Add the Stan Sport package. And as always, guys, the more people that support Stan, the more they're going to get involved with us. So support people that support Bloke.
1: They had the, um, the Shoot Shield final. I think it's still called the Shoot Shield. Last week, Stan Sport. Uh, a couple of trainers at my gym, actually. Um, Zach and Jackson were part of that rare team that won their first comp in about t- just under 20 years so mm. shout out to them congrats. shout out shoot shield yeah it's oh, like the, the top club rugby
0: yeah it's, it's, like, it's like it's like q cup when you saw last cup. yeah
1: yeah basically basically yeah oh i've got another shout out as well um and th- this is just like a great battler story that i'm mm. sure you'll love the in the illawarra comp the Coromandel cougars mm. so they're they're i think their reserve grade team made their first grand final since 1989 mm. uh last week and they're into the grand final Kidd's a field goal. Like, haven't been in a grand final in so long. So good for the club. But a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, their first grade team, now Jared Mullen, they signed Jared Mullen to, like, play in their first grade team, I think. And he did his shoulder in the preseason. So they're just like, oh, oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, they got their first win a few weeks ago. Their first win in 777 days. What? Yeah, I know. The first grade
0: side. The first grade side, But yeah. the reserve grade side is in a grand final. The reserve grade side is now in a grand final. i tell you what. So the club's buzzing at the I'll moment. I'll tell you what. Maybe not selecting the right blokes for the first grade <laughs> side. <laughs> Maybe not. Hey, how you only win one game and your resi's all bloody in a GF? What's going on there? <gasps> I know. So, hey, I, I tell you it. what, that's a club in turmoil. <laughs> that's a club in turmoil. The resi's are killing the resi's it. The up there. <laughs> Give him a crack. Give him a crack. The boys are ripping and tearing in resis. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> I tell you, we might be see some leaked uh, text messages heading into the grand yeah, final. maybe. Maybe some, uh, you know, some senior players disgruntled. <laughs> um, no, massive congratulations to the Cromwell Cougars. Many a good uh, time in Wollongong when I lived there. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, we'd be connected to them somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they. they <laughs> that's great. That's really good. I think I did see a, a snippet of the on YouTube, not on YouTube, on Instagram of them kicking the field goal. The field goal, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was a one point win. That's awesome. Week. Hey, up the Corrimal Cougars. Cougars. Who did I play for? I played for the rule Butchers, but only like two games. That is such a great name. Oh, the Thrawell Butchers. Great name. So I was. That's when I quit footy, and I went down there. um Nathan Feen said, like, come down, play footy for us. I'll get you a gig, job and that. I was like, yeah, mad. And I was like, I want to be a Sparky. He's like, all right, I'll get you that. Gets me a Sparky job. Bro, I'm literally there for two weeks. The Sparky ARA Electrical used to be known as Bass Electric, which was a, was a great company to work for, actually, ARA Electrical. Like, really good. I have so much uh, appreciation for how how well they handled my transition from footy to work life. Mm. Um, it's weird because a lot of people have heard me talk about Sparky and how I'd just didn't enjoy it. Like I didn't enjoy doing any of the work, but the company was actually really yeah, good to work for. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, get down there two weeks, like honestly two or three weeks, did the pre-season and they're like, oh yeah, um, you need to work away. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, <laughs> well, we've the only the biggest job we've got is out in Maroolan, which is like an hour and a half, nearly two hours from Sydney. And we need you to stay in, sorry, it's at Goulburn. And we need you to stay in Maroolan maybe. Vice versa. Anyway, right. just we'll just say Goldburn. We'll yeah. say Goldburn, which is about hour and forty-five, two hours away from, from Wollongong, yeah, um, an hour and a half if you if you're really fanging it, and and also we had to live away as well. So I was living in this like you know motel <laughs> while working, and I was like, I rang Feenie like, listen, bro. First I said to, like, ARA, I was like, well, you know, you brought me down here to play. He's like, no, the ARA were like, no, you're here as a worker first. Like, we want you as our worker first, which I actually appreciated. Like, I thought that they were going to be like, oh, well, you know, anyway. um, So I rang Feeney and I was like, bruh, I'm not driving two hours after work Mm. to, like, train and come and play. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, I just... I'm thirty whatever years old or yeah. twenty eight. Like I I'm not I'm not doing that again. I did that at the start of my career when yeah. I two hours up, two hours back, working a job, which Feeney was really understanding. But yeah, so I played like two games and I just obviously wasn't committed because I was, you know, working yeah. away uh in the um above ground mine. But yeah, the Thrall Butchers. Great club though. Butchers. Great club. Blue and white jersey, pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely heard of them. Heard of them in the past. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Cornwall Cougars, eh? They're the same colors as what you got on.
1: Yeah, red, yeah, red and green. Yep. Yeah um that's a cool name well i like the li- alliteration the
0: caramel cougars. cougars the real butchers is hectic the real though. butchers oh. like an nrl team named the butchers oh imagine that. are you serious and then you get um nat negan to go play oh for mate if you named a team the butchers oh. everyone would just get on board because it's hectic <laughs> yeah it's like um imagine the merch you could make
1: 100 percent. and like nikita zoo's nickname like it's the just, butcher the, it's just a great name
0: it's, it's so quite it's so, hectic uh, yeah you think, when you think about, like, what it means and, like, what's it, what it's implying, yeah. you're like, oh, shit.
1: You know, speaking of jerseys and, like, dark past and stuff, you know the, why the South Jersey is red and green? Because Rabbitos like, they're not rabbits. That's why it's got the head here. The Rabbits in 1908 or when the club was formed. Um, 2001? To, <laughs> 1907, 19, well, 1908 was the first year, but say 1907 got formed. They'll call the Rabbitos because they'd be the guys on the street who would like k- kill and skin the rabbits and they'd sell them on the street like rabbito 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 and they'd wear the the green suit and the red represents the, like the rabbit's blood yeah that's why the South's colors are red
0: and green it sounds like gangs in new york yeah maybe gangs in new york were the the like originators of because in that movie i'm pretty sure it is based on an australian gang could you could you um the butcher his name is the butcher, the butcher. and i think it is based on like an australian i think that was a psycho. Um, Daniel Day Lewis plays him. And what great movie, by the way. If you haven't watched Gangs in New York, freaking watch it. So freaking cool. But you have to think about it. Like, it makes a lot of sense, especially back in those days. A lot Are you rougher. Are
1: talking about Bill the Butcher?
0: Bill the Butcher, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, he's English. English, oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. He's English, all right. Well, you Apparently, keep talking about the Rabbitohs, I'll try and get it.
1: He was born in um, born in England. Yeah, I, I don't know, I have to read this whole thing. Yeah, that's that's why. Um, sorry, the rabbit head. I got mixed up. That was when that was only because uh, John Sattler's uh, logo got ripped off in that grand final. Um, I used to think that's why it was the rabbit's head. I don't think that's the reason. But no, they in, but yeah back in 1908. Well, that's the story I've been told anyway. That um, the Rabbitos, or the people the old Rabbito Rabbito, used to wear the green suits and there was like blood all over them. So that's why they became the, uh, the South Sydney Rabbitos which is, okay.
0: I think it's a pretty interesting story. Yeah, absolutely. If you could tell it in the right way, you know what I mean? If you could you could tell that story in the right way, like mm. imagine if you could dramatise that with a high budget, how cool it would be. Oh, I know, right? Okay, okay. Well, I think we're on here. So, the hundred of vagabonds who made up the Sydney Ducks, as they were called by locals, land on the US West Coast, straight from the penal colonies of New South Wales. Gangs of New York author Herbert Osbury, in his book, The Barbary Coast, wrote, By early autumn of 1849, the arrivals from Australia to San Francisco had become so numerous and so thoroughly dominated the underworld that the district in which they congregated began to be known as Sydney Town, and it was called so for some 10 years. It was this area that later became notorious throughout the world as Barbary Coast, although the latter designation did not come into general use until the middle 1860s. Um, So they were called the Ducks. And they were ducks. Sydney, they were Sydney bait, like they were from Australia that had gone to San Francisco. Right. Um, and they the Ducks ran extortion rackets, gambling halls, sex clubs, the other ducks. stuff that's fucking terrible. Um, yeah, and, and the truth is San Francisco was a lawless place in those days. Um, but yeah, they were ex-convicts from Australia and were flooding in on countless ships heading to the Northern California's gold fields. Um the ducks, like, for such, a,
1: for such a hectic thing, ducks is such a non-menacing name.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Like, if you're called the ducks and you're in that area, like, in that type of life, yeah. watch out. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Ducks were often recognisable straight off the boat by their shaved heads. Uh, so recently they were released from um, confinement that the hair had not had time to grow some had scars from hot irons on their faces their legs were bowed and they walked with a peculiar swinging gait learnt from wearing leg irons they were also identifiable by their accent and dialect which bristled with criminal flash talk wow wow jesus. that is crazy yeah Far the around. sydney ducks the sydney ducks i've actually never heard of that jesus jesus anyway there you go there you go of information for the listener. A bit of history. Um, I'd love to know how every single team's thing started. Yeah. Because that's a cool story. I'm sure there are other stories that are like, yeah, we just like the colours and we stuck them together.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially like the
0: kind of new... new How how did the Roosters start? Do you know that? No idea, to be honest.
1: No idea. I'll find out by next week.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Now, don't forget, we got huge games this weekend. South vs. Rabbitohs tonight on 9 now and then tomorrow night, Dragons v Knights and then Sunday... Sharks v Raiders, all on 9 now. The best commentary in the game. You can download the app and watch it on your web browser. The best commentary in the game. What can I say? Uh, Last night it was Smithy, Slater, Fatty. Like, are you serious? Are you serious?
1: Fatty's the best.
0: So on 9 now, the best commentary in the game. Just going back, I did think of one. So it wasn't how the
1: Roosters started. It's not how these teams started, but it's, Mm. it's a pretty interesting story. So I'm pretty sure there was eight teams that started in the 1908 competition. One of those was South Roosters, obviously, and one was Glebe and one was Newtown. Mm. And Glebe and Newtown, so South were the third team to officially get registered. Glebe mm. and Newtown were one and two.
0: So they're not the first lot they carry on.
1: No, 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 they're seriously not. They're, they're actually the third. So they carry on. <laughs> um, but so Glebe and Newtown were one and two. So that was in 1907. Glebe just got left behind? No one
0: talks about Glebe. No one talks
1: about Glebe. Where Newtown, they're around. The Jets and the Bears. Glebe, Glebe and Newtown were one and two. So that was in 1907, so 115 or 100 whatever years ago. They still to this day argue as to who was first. Really? Yeah. Or like the Glebe, I think they call it the Dirty Reds or something, and the, the Glebe people and the Newtown people, they they still claim that they were the first rugby league. To, wow. wow. To this day.
0: Imagine if the Newtown Jets came back into the comp. That'd be cool. That'd be funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we need heaps more Sydney
1: sides. The, yeah, the the North Sydney Bears actually won the minor premiership in the in
0: this year yep yeah they're roosters feeder club hey they are roosters yeah yeah wow um all right let's get some huge games roosters south versus roosters do or die for south roosters need to win and need need panthers to, to win now uh, what do you reckon matty
1: well south south i think tupo is a huge loss like we already know about manu but i think it's tupo is so underrated to that team as to all the hard work that he does so those three i know we've got Trelli out but it's at South's
0: home ground. I think South's win. Do you reckon Panthers should rest players or not? No, nah, not after last week. No way. Really? Yeah. What if someone gets injured or suspended or head not? You know what? HIAs have really changed things. I <laughs> know. They really crazy. have. Crazy. Like, um, we, could, we could have lost Pierre Cora. We lost Willison last night as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just boom, done.
1: Was it Cam Smith on Captain's Run that was talking about don't worry about injuries, it's the suspensions? Suspension HIAs. Like, I didn't really consider. Suspensions are
0: just as likely to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like we're lucky Corey didn't get one. Mm. Like it's a roll of the dice, really. I
1: mean, fuck, Luai Luai hasn't been injured his whole career, and he, yeah. he just got his shoulder last week. So I don't know. The only one I'm scared of is like Cleary. Maybe I'd risk Cleary and maybe maybe one of the front rows. I don't know.
0: Because like the one reason like Cleary is like just so important. Well, if they lose Cleary, they're done. Without Cleary, they're done. Oh. Which is funny because. Start of the season, And middle season. We we're saying I still think they're favourites, yeah. but now I think without Cleary, yeah, Cleary and Jerome Luai, there's just yeah, I don't see. It. I mean, if anyone, you can know do what? That, I've changed my
1: mind in a minute. I think they should rest players because it's just like fuck. What if something happens? Yeah, and like who, it doesn't matter who wins this game.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. I've changed my mind. They should rest look, players. I understand though. Like I know why he's play, if he does play them, they need to play themselves back into form because mm. they haven't been anywhere near their best for a month now. So I get that, but could like let's say in. Like touch wood, I, you know, touch wood. Mm. But let's say one of their key players gets injured, everyone will be going, "What the fuck!" Like
1: so true. Like
0: Penrith Panthers, you have heaps of finals experience. You know how to get up for it, and you've been dominant for most of the year. Yeah. I actually, the more I've thought about it, initially I thought, "Nah, you know what? I'd be playing everyone." Yeah. But the closer I've gotten, and then just seeing last night, we nearly lost two players. We definitely lost one. Mm. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I agree. Can you imagine if one of them goes down? Yeah. like dylan edwards fisher harris cleary that's big with lawy as well
1: mm. yep oh,
0: c- nah, i've completely completely done a 180 yeah oh because i honestly two days ago i was sitting there going yeah no way they need to play themselves back into form but they got two games in the final six sorted if they lose to storm or, Bron- or warriors it'll be storm warriors correct yeah storm warriors if they lose yeah. to him they'll be playing like Night
1: Sharks, night yeah. sharks, or
0: whatever. whatever. You're telling yeah. me they can't get up for night Sharks to get the job Absolutely. done? Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. fuck.
1: Yeah, Penrith, Penrith will be, I mean, they'd be favourites every game they play, but
0: I certainly reckon, week two. I, I reckon he'll rest at least one or two yeah. as, of the key players just to be safe, only because of the Luwai situation. The Luwai situation changes everything because it's like, all right, if you had Luwai, if you had everyone healthy and one of the key players gets injured, you've still got Luai who has led Samoa to a World Cup grand final. He's got a great win percentage. But, like, if you lost Luai and Edwards, that's yeah. half your spine. Yeah, for sure. And also,
1: Jameis Samuels is not in this team. It's probably good to give him some, some minutes before the finals. Like, they might, they might yeah. need him in the finals or something. Yeah, some
0: for sure, for sure. It's going to be really, really interesting to see what the Panthers do. Mm. Really, really interesting. Um, all right, we'll get you t- we'll through your tips quickly. Manly,
1: Tigers. <laughs> On Monday, I tip Tigers, but they're missing... Who is it? Stefano and Bateman, I'm pretty sure. Mm. I can merely... merely Dolphins, play.
0: Warriors. I'm still going to go Warriors. It's all brought to you by our absolute legend partners over at Sportsbet. Yeah. Because um, Manly's paying $1.23. Tiger's paying four twenty. dollars st- Like, yeah, missing Bateman and Stefano. But yeah, I stupid. still think, like, you just don't know with Manly. Yeah, You just don't know. They could come out and honestly put 30 on them, 40 yeah. on them, and I wouldn't be surprised. They could come out and get into a dogfight. Wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Hopefully they get up for Jake's 200. Yeah, Jake's 200 is a big one. Um, we've already done Sydney Rabbitohs, yeah. uh, Dolphins dollar fifty six, Warriors two forty three. Yeah, I'm going Warriors still. I like. I think there's a bit of value in that Warriors yeah, two forty three. I, I think so. I, I don't know, know they're know. missing key play, like resting key players, but I don't know. I just think that there might be next man up at it. They've been up
1: against it all year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Panthers a dollar twenty six. <sighs> Cowboys three eighty five. I reckon Panthers, even if they yeah. miss Cleary. Yeah, I reckon Panthers as well. I'm hoping. I mean, I picked Cowboys earlier in the week, just you know, to go for it. Yeah. But like, I'm you know. I really I really think Panthers are going to win, but I hope Cowboys win, obviously. Um, St. George Dragons, Illawarra Dragons, 201, Knights, eighty three. I think Dragons. Really? Yeah, I think Dragons. I'm going Knights. They
1: they they're missing Ponga. Everything work, works around him. They're still missing Hastings, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Dragons have been pretty good last month, even though they haven't got a win.
0: I'm um, going Knights. I'm, I'm bullish on the Knights, eh? I really I, like what I I'm seeing. Them. I really love them. Uh, Titans, $1.27. Bulldogs, three seventy eight. Titans, Titans by a long way. Bulldogs are just, Mate. <laughs> Bulldogs are in trouble. Can you imagine if they get beaten by forty? That's a very big possibility. Fuck, very big possibility. Unbelievable. Um, Sharkies, dollar
1: thirty-three. Raiders three thirty-four. Oh, such a big game. Um, it's one of those things. I've tipped the Sharks, but they're just they're just that team. Raiders that can just stick it with you and then just win at the end when mm. it's such an important game. So I'm, but I'm tipping Sharks. I'm tipping
0: Sharkies. Uh, Don't forget as well, make sure you head to ShoeGrab to get new shoes. Free delivery on all orders over $99. Sneakers, casual, performance, slide, limited, exclusive, plus a bunch of clothes and accessories. Head over to ShoeGrab. They've got a store in Sydney, a store in Melbourne, plus they've got the biggest online shoe market in the country. So if you love your kicks or you need some runners or joggers or some casual shoes, Support people that support us, guys. Go to Shoe Grab and grab some. They are the big sponsors of the Bulldogs, so they love rugby league the way we do as well. And don't forget, use code Gagai for seven dollars off Indian on Menu Log. Um, but I'm gonna let Maddie get to his uh, his parking spot for the game.
1: Oh yes, yes. I'm uh, going nice and early because I got like I got my seat ready, as you said uh, before the show. But there's like this P1 car park in Sydney Olympic Park. Um, and if it's, if you don't get a good spot after the game, you're in there forever. Oh, really? And if, if Souths lose, which I don't think, but let's say they do, you don't <laughs> want to be sitting in that car Oh, mate, <laughs>
0: stuff that, stuff that. And as usual, guys, grab a case of blog beer, the beer of rugby league. It is absolutely beautiful. If you haven't tried it, give her a crack. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. But as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.